your Locked on the New York Rangers, your daily podcast on the New York Rangers. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back, Blue Shirts fans, to episode number 237 of the Locked On New York Rangers podcast. I'm your host, John Chick. That song you are hearing right now is, of course, Leave the Lights On from our good friends at Pacifier. Big thanks to those guys, as always, for allowing us to use their tunes at the beginning of this podcast. And you can check them out anywhere you get your music, probably on the very same platform that you're using to listen to this podcast. And we get a very special episode for you guys. Today, I'm going to be joined in just a second by Mr. Anthony Scoltori. As some of you might know, I'm sure we've got some listeners on this podcast that are also fans of the website Forever Blue Shirts. Anthony is the creator and managing editor of both Forever Blue Shirts as well as Daily Goalhorn. And uh, Forever Blue Shirts obviously focuses on the Rangers. Daily Goalhorn, a little bit more of a focus on the NHL as a whole. You really get a little bit of everything on Daily Goalhorn. But I've been reading Forever Blue Shirts since long before I ever had this podcast. So very, very excited to have Anthony join the show here. And this is going to be part one of a two-part conversation with Mr. Anthony Scultori, just talking about the Ranger offseason as a whole, what it's going to be like to see Henrik Lundqvist play for another team, doing some opening night lineup projections. And Anthony is also going to give us his thoughts on who the next Ranger captain should be. Enjoy. All right, so without any further ado, let's go ahead and welcome our special guest for today, Mr. Anthony Scoltori. He is the owner of the Full Tilt Hockey Network and the creator and managing editor of Forever Blue Shirts and the Daily Goalhorn. Anthony, how are we doing today, buddy? Doing great, John. Nice to talk to you. This should be a fun ride. Yeah, you too, man. I've been a big fan of the website for uh, quite a while and, uh, you know, getting into the the Daily Goalhorn as well. And uh, for starters, I thought you could just tell us a little bit about your website, Forever Blue Shirts, uh, for anyone who hasn't heard of it or maybe uh, hasn't been to it as often as, as I have. Uh, what can you tell us about Forever Blue Shirts? When did you start it? What gave you the idea to start it and all that good stuff? No, I'll keep it, I'll keep it quick because that could be a long, <laughs> a long story. But, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. you know, it, I started in 2013. I've always been, I've been a lifelong Ranger fan. I'm a passionate hockey fan. Uh, you know, growing up, my, my love for hockey started with a pack of, you know, tops hockey cards. And it grew from there and, you know, the NHL 94 and everything else, the video game was fantastic. And all these things are part of the things I remember um, through getting into hockey. Uh, so I needed an outlet. I needed something that, you know, filled the creative juices. And I wanted to talk hockey, and I love talking hockey. So I said, let me give this a shot. And I wanted to do it right. I wanted to make it look as professional as possible. It's taken a long time. Um, you know, but foreverblueshirts.com is a fully dedicated uh, Rangers website. Uh, we provide news, insights, um, analysis, trade rumors. Uh, I do the best I can uh, to to get the work done for fans. You know, I try and cover topics not always covered by your day-to-day beat writers, if possible. Not always easy, of course. Um, and then, you know, obviously, like I said, my love for hockey is like, okay, this is really going well. You know, if, try and make this more of a full-time gig and see where I can take it. I was like, okay, why don't we add the uh, – the hockey site, which I had once had before at FullTiltHockeyNetwork.com. Uh, and it was a lot of work, and it just, I think, I, I bit off more than I could chew too early. Um, so now, DailyGoalhorn.com covers the league, covers the NHL, um, prospects, uh, outside leagues like the KHL and SHL. We're trying to, you know, incorporate that. And, you know, I'm doing the best I can. And the, the key here, though, is also as I try to help young writers 
um, give them a platform, a voice, so that way they can, you know, maybe launch their careers. You know, it's, it's, you can't just walk out the door out of college or even while in college and start writing at places like, you know, the Hockey News or Sportsnet or NHL.com. You need some sort of a, a background. So I, I helped a few people, and I hope I continue to help a lot of, you know, young and aspiring writers one day. No, it's great that you do that. And it can be tough, uh, you know, leaving college as a journalism major. And it's kind of like, okay, now what do I do? You know, it's kind of just a free for all once you get out of college. And it's really cool that you obviously give them that platform. And, you know, uh, I mean, I would have loved to have done that. I wish that website was around when I did it, when I uh, graduated from college. And, you know, I could have done a little bit of writing for you guys as well. Well, that's, uh, you know, uh, you're always welcome to. I, I, if you want to promote your podcast, write a guest post, <laughs> I'm always here for you. I just try to help become... people out as much as possible. Yeah, this, this might become a full-time partnership. Who knows? But, uh, you know, I figure we'll jump know. in. Yeah, you never know. We, we, you never know what can happen in, uh, in the world of sports journalism, for sure. But uh, I figure, you know, we'll jump into the Ranger, uh, you know, off-season here, just kind of go topic by topic. And I think we got to start with Henrik Lundqvist, the man, the myth, the legend. Um, do you have a favorite Henrik Lundqvist moment from over the years? I mean, it could be a ridiculous save that he made. It could be, you know, a playoff series win. Anything that kind of stands to mind is like, the quintessential Henrik Lundqvist moment for you over all the years with the Rangers? You know, it, it's so hard. He's such a he's such a brilliant goaltender and obviously extremely talented. Unfortunately, he just couldn't win the cup, you know. And, you know, I, I know that people want to blame the Rangers for not giving him a good enough team. But, uh, you know, it's a team sport, right? You win as a team, you lose as a team. Uh, mm-hmm. The team was built around him. Uh, you know, they, they – put a team to block shots, collapse down low, to give themselves the best chance to win because they had one of the best goaltenders in the game. Uh, And they came close in 2014. And honestly, I think that series, you know, it it was one thing to lose game one. Uh, It was another thing to lose game two the way they did. They were up uh, in the third period. Dwight King doesn't get called for interference. Uh, And then Ranger fans' hearts have to be, you know, stabbed uh, a year later when they said, you know, video replay would have overturned that and said that was goaltender yeah. interference. And that goal would never have counted. And if that goal doesn't count, then Gabrick's goal doesn't tie the game or it doesn't even happen. And the Rangers could win game two. And who knows if they win that series in six or seven. They were that good that year. Uh, even not having offensively star-studded, you know, players. Because, you know, Rick Nash just scored five goals that entire series. You know, that entire playoffs. He, he, he did not. He did not put the puck in the net, and that's the guy they needed to do it. But if I had to pick one moment and looking at the span of his great career, uh, you know, just like something that was very special, it probably has to be, you know, the Winter Classic in 2012. His first yeah. time the Rangers were in it. It was a spectacle. It was awesome. Uh, and he makes that, that clutch penalty shot save against Danny Briere, and I just think that was awesome. I mean, that, that was a big stage for, for, the, for the team, and, you know, it was 2012, and it launched them into greater heights, if you really think about it. They, they were considered a, a serious cup contender from really that point on. So I, I guess one of my favorite moments, and that's just personal. Yeah, I had the Winter Classic written down here as well. Uh, game 7 against the Penguins in 2014, uh, hanging on there to that 2-1 lead and completing the 3-1 to series comeback. That's always up there for me because, you know, being a Ranger fan over the years, you learn not to like the, the Penguins very much. And, uh, you know, he was just clutch. It, 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 it felt like the Penguins had about a 20-minute power play in that third period, and he just wasn't going to let the puck get by him. So, I mean, to me, that was just like, it's on the road. You know, and again, completing the 3-1 to series comeback, just such a clutch performance by Henrik Lundqvist there. 
Just wanted to take a minute to let you guys know that today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by Built Go. Built Go will help you break through your wall. It is the healthy replacement for your energy drink, but the energy is not fake. It's lasting and natural. And I can tell you from experience, it's a fantastic product to use before playing baseball, tennis, or even frisbee golf. Built Go comes to us all from the same people who brought us the world's fastest growing protein bar, Built Bar. It will help you break through your wall. Whether it's a mental or physical wall, break through it every day with Go. It's easy to take in one and a half ounce packages, put it in your briefcase for the most focused presentation ever, your golf bag to power through the back nine, or put it in your pocket to get through the day. Built Go is the best workout gel on the market, plus it's natural, so it's better for the body. It comes in three delicious flavors, peanut butter, honey, chocolate coconut, and chocolate mint. How does Built Go work so well? Built Go combines energy gel with collagen protein. Collagen protein is fast absorbing, so it gets into my system fast. Plus, it's easy on the stomach. Visit BuiltGo.com and use promo code LOCKED, and you'll get 30% off your next order. Use promo code LOCKED for 30% off at BuiltGo.com. Let's go. One other question I wanted to ask you as it pertains to Lundqvist. It's actually kind of a two-parter, and then we can move on to some other stuff. But first of all, I think I already know the answer to this question, but how weird do you think it's going to be seeing him play for the Capitals next season? Uh, if the playoffs happen next year, and say the Rangers get eliminated and the Capitals are still in it, will you become a bandwagon Caps fan at that moment to, to see him just, just to see him win the Stanley Cup? I'm already a huge Ovechkin fan. so And honestly, yeah. I would love to see Ovechkin in another two-week bender. Uh, you know, play out in front of my eyes again because that was fantastic. Uh, and I'd love to see Hank let his hair down, so to speak, with Ovi yep. if the Rangers, you know, aren't going to win the Cup next year. And I don't believe they will if, if that's going to be a follow-up question. I don't think they're there yet. A lot closer than I think, you know, some people would give them uh, credit for. Um, I, will it be weird? You know, I'm going to say initially, yes. But considering the landscape of sports and how unlikely it is for a player to remain with the team for a long period of time, um, it, people will get over it, and they will make you know after cheering him a little bit, they'll get over it, and they'll still want the Rangers to win. You know, they they maybe want to see the Rangers uh, win it overtime the first time. You know, if Henry plays at the Garden or something like that. Um, that's how I see it. I, I think the landscape of sports, sports fans, you know the dynamic that players really, you know, go, come and go more often than not, I don't think it'll be that hard to get over it. I still think it'll be an initial, ugh, but once that first game is out of the way, yeah, he's the enemy. Yeah, I hear you, man. And, uh, you know, it's funny because, you know, a lot of Ranger fans, and, you know, I include myself in this a little bit as well, but there's a lot of people who think that, like, oh, man, it would have been cool to see Henrik Lundqvist play his whole career with the Rangers, and that's definitely true, but at the same time, you know, he wants to keep playing. The Capitals think they had a fit for him and he signs a contract with them and he gets to keep chasing the Stanley Cup. And, you know, you think about it and it's like, I think I'd just be being selfish if I want him to just retire and just go out as, you know, having only played for the Rangers. Because this guy, the only thing he hasn't done, like you said, is win the Stanley Cup. And, hey, at least he's got a chance to do that next season because the Capitals should be at or near the top of the Eastern Conference again, I would think. Yeah, but can he take the job away from Samsonov? That yep. is the big question. Uh I will. He will play a lot. I think. By the way, I think all goaltenders will be playing a lot next season. I think um, you know the NHL is moving towards using the two goalie system uh, a lot more. I yes. think the days of watching goaltenders play seventy games and getting worn out, you know, or risking them getting worn out, 
those are kind of behind us, and, and everything goes in, in fads, right? So eventually, another goalie come by, play seven games, win Stanley Cup, and that's what everybody else will copycat. Um, that's what I'm foreseeing. But he's going to play a lot of games. Can he take the job away from Samsonov come come the playoffs? You know, if they're going to, they're talking about a condensed schedule of somewhere in the 48 to 52 or 56 game range uh, on the low end and anywhere up to 72 on the high end. Uh, they want to try and get the Stanley Cup out by July 15th. They want to make sure that they don't go past that that time frame. Uh, all of this came out in Gary uh, Bettman's conference late yesterday. So um, it, no matter what, if they they're going to play almost a, like a 55-45 split. I think that's how the number ones and number twos will will go at it next year. And any team, if you want to look at the NHL landscape, any team without a really good backup goaltender next year, it's going to suffer. You know, they might have to ride their goaltender a little too much. Um, But if you think about it, playing 60 out of 72 in a condensed schedule is going to wear and tear a goaltender. And if you're a contender trying to do that, you you might blow out his tires before you even get out of, you know, by the first round. Um, So that's the way I'm looking at the landscape. Can he do it? We'll see. Regardless, you know, if he's on the bench when they win, a cup is a cup, and your name is on it, and if he wins it, that'll be great. Yeah, that's kind of the point that I've made. You know, he might be in a backup role. He might not play in the playoffs. I mean, we'll see what happens with him and Sam Sonoff. I think in a worst-case scenario, Lundqvist probably ends up playing, I'd say, at least maybe like 40% of the games for the Caps next season. But that's what I keep saying to people. You know, your name goes on the cup. It's in the same font as everybody else's. And if you're a backup, you're a backup. I mean, it's still something that, you know, only a select few amount of people that exist on this planet ever get to do so uh it, it'd be great to see him win it you know and i'll, I'll like you anthony I'll, I'll be a total bandwagon caps fan if the rangers get eliminated at some point next season true i agree Same thing. yeah yeah so uh shifting gears a little bit here i figure we can talk a little bit about uh the nhl draft i gotta ask you about the draft lottery uh where were you when it happened and i mean what's your reaction to seeing that beautiful sight of uh the new york ranger ping pong ball being held up above the machine there uh, <laughs> uh, I was just about to have dinner, uh, and I was like, all right, I, food was basically ready. I was like, I, I have to watch this. So, um, you know, it took a long time to, to go through the entire spiel of every team that was in the, in the, in the machine. Uh, but once, once we got to it, you know, my heart started to race and started to pound. I really didn't think they could win it. I mean, the first thing I kept thinking was, Penguins are going to win it. Penguins yep. always win it. The Penguins, it's like this, it somehow is going to be rigged and whatever and weighted, weighted ball, which is funny because I don't know how a weighted ball could actually come up. If I would think of maybe a ball with a magnet, uh, but <laughs> they turned out that everyone was screwed that it was rigged for the Rangers. Um, when the ball came up, and it took a second from the angle it was on, but I clearly saw red, white, and blue, and I just started jumping like I was a nine-year-old boy at Christmas, you know, and I just got my He-Man figures with Castle Grayskull. So, I mean, I was up and down, and I, I couldn't believe it. My heart started pumping. I mean, I immediately stopped eating dinner. I, I, I had an article, like, kind of prepped. And some of the things, when you know there's going to be news breaking or there's things that you're anticipating, you, you start writing it up. So that way you can get it out pretty quickly and just yeah. amend it to fit whatever it was. And I had an article that was basically like, you know, a lot about Alexi Lafreniere, the player, 
but also a lot about, you know, <laughs> waiting for the headline, Rangers win the lottery or, you know, Rangers fall short and, you know, we'll pick whatever. Um, so <laughs> as soon as that hit, I was beyond joyous. Wrote up the opening uh, paragraph and pushed it out and, I literally love to watch like the, the numbers on uh, on analytics, and I'm like going, wow! It's, <laughs> you know, it's crazy. There are articles that that get hits, and then there are articles that you go, yeah, I think fans are excited about this, and it was a real indication that this is a big deal. That yeah, to that to this day, I, I know exactly what you're talking about because uh, the episode that I recorded uh, after the Rangers won the draft lottery. That is still the highest downloaded episode that I've ever done, and it's not even really that close. I mean, people were really excited about that. I think the only thing that could have rivaled it is if the Rangers won the Stanley Cup. That might have been the only thing. I agree. Yeah, I agree. My, the pot, I have you know Forever Blue Shirts podcast as well, and uh, I had Steve Cornianos, uh, the draft analyst, on. Uh, he's fantastic when it comes to to prospects, and that is absolutely my biggest. Uh, downloaded episode, without a doubt, the day the the episode right after the draft lottery, and we're talking about Lafreniere and what he's going to bring to the table, and yeah, it was it, the, <laughs> the impact of that it was a game changer for sure. Yeah, I'm I'm getting excited just talking about it, man. But uh, one question I definitely want to ask you: I ask pretty much every guest that comes on here this question. Uh, do you have a pick for team captain next season for the Rangers? I mean, I would think it's. If they do name a captain, and that's a whole separate question, I mean, they could go into next season with that one, but I feel like it's probably a two-man race between Kreider and Zibanejad. Do you have any preference between those two, or would you even uh, opt for them not having a captain next season? So I'm going to throw a curveball at you. Okay. Okay. Uh, yeah. Prior to, prior to the draft lottery, um, I per- pretty strongly felt that Zibanejad should be named captain. Okay. Um, the You know, the Rangers reiterated to me, and everybody's like, they don't, you know, Naming capping is not that important. And obviously, John Davidson publicly has stated we want to make sure we do it right. Um, the draft, winning the draft lottery changed a lot of things. It changed a lot of things for the Rangers and how they attacked the offseason, the players they were going to bring back, the players they were going to let go. Um, it, it was, it was a definitely a big deal. And it also impacts a craps off. They don't win the lottery. You know, the whole performance bonus thing is a big is a big deal on that cap that you have to have a certain amount reserved for those performance bonuses that everyone on an ELC that is of that magnitude, like a Lafreniere, a Kako, a Shesterkin, a Fox, they're all going to get bonus money. Kratzoff as well, Morgan Barron. You can't have all these guys because it's they could earn up to two to three to you know three million dollars for each of one of those players, and you could be like, okay, what am I going to do about my cap now? Um, so that has allowed them to leave Kratzoff probably in the KHL for the entire season. Morgan Barron is now for sure going to at least play one full year in the AHL. But for captain, while I would have said Zibanejad, when I doubt I, if they had named Zibanejad this season, I would be like, fine. But I wrote on, on the website that the Rangers should now hold off because they just drafted their future captain in Lafreniere. This kid is a generational talent, but there's more to his game than goals and assists. He is a leader. He's been a captain of almost every single team that he's played on. He's been that, in that leadership role. He's had to answer all the questions. He's been the guy who speaks. He's also a, a, a voice on the ice and in the locker room. He's not like a Brian Leach who 
you know, was captain or Ryan McDonough was captain, but didn't say much. Yep. You know, they, they were mm-hmm. quiet leaders. And you've got to be a special kind of player to be a quiet leader. You need to be like, you. the game's on your stick, and you're going to win most of those games for, for your club if you're not going to at least bring some rah-rah to that, you know, C on your chest. I, I do believe the Rangers probably wait and go with the four assistants again and let Lafreniere grow into the role and in maybe three years name him captain because I think by that time he's going to be the clear-cut best player on the team. And I think uh, people are going to look to him to lead on the ice and he's going to elevate the games of everyone around him. And that being said, for the team that has like Panarin and Zibanejad on it is a pretty big statement to make. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely an option. It's definitely, I think I remember reading that article on your website, actually, and it's definitely, uh, you know, something that's been talked about a little bit by analysts is maybe Lafreniere could be the captain of the future. Um, and I think also, you know, if the Rangers do not name a captain this offseason, are they pretty much just telling us, like, that he's going to be the captain? I mean, at that point, could you almost pencil him in as being the captain in, you know, two or three years? It strengthens the argument is all I'll say. Yeah. I don't know yeah. if it, it solidifies it. Maybe they, you know, listen, Zibanejad has a contract coming up. You know, we don't know what the state of the, of the Rangers is going to be when his contract is up. And, or if he's going to demand $12 million or $14 million, and they go, oh, my God, do we really want to do this? Especially if he's your captain. You know, the, the situation with Messier was an absolute mess. It was, it's a no pun intended now that, I, now that I just said it, but it was. It was a bad situation. You know, he was the captain. He, he, he won the Stanley Cup. And, you know, they, they bring in Gretzky. And they're paying. Gretzky takes a pay cut to come to New York, which kind of also hurt Messier a bit. But he's like, I want more than Gretzky. And when the contract negotiations came down to it, Neil Smith was given directed by the new ownership that no one gets paid more than Gretzky on the Rangers. And I think they were using that as a, as a as a like a ploy just like to save some money. Like can't pay anybody better more than Gretzky when. You know, everyone knew that Gretzky came to New York and took a lot less than he would anywhere else to yeah. play to end his career here. Um, and that was an ugly divorce. And it was, you know, I remember sports radio. Oh, my God. That's when sports radio was very popular, fans. Uh, you know, 97. You, you know, you listen to Mike and the Mad Dog on WFAN, and it got, it got really ugly. I remember Neil Smith, you know, being berated about, you know, the situation. He was like, how long do we have to pay for the Stanley Cup? <laughs> I think I <laughs> telling him, uh, forever. <laughs> you had it 54 years, man. Hey, this one will last a lifetime, right? Isn't that what Sam Rosen yeah, said? So there you go. Apparently. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, once again, a big, big thanks to Mr. Anthony Scoltori for joining the show here today. We will have part two out for you guys in tomorrow's episode. That's assuming the Rangers don't do anything crazy between now and tomorrow, but I really don't think that that's going to happen. So, like I said, we will have part two of our conversation with Anthony Scoltori, and definitely check out his work on foreverblueshirts.com as well as the dailygoalhorn.com. And if you're listening to this podcast uh, and you're still traveling somewhere, you want some more Ranger content, whatever it might be, go ahead and check out the Forever Blue Shirts podcast. Anthony is in charge of that, and he does a fantastic job on there as well. Also just wanted to say a very happy Veterans Day to everyone out there, and a big, big thank you to anyone who has served in any capacity over the years. Uh, it, I don't even have the words for it. I think a lot of people kind of struggle to put it into words sometimes, but it's just one of the most selfless things you can do, and uh, it is very much appreciated. So again, anyone uh, that might be listening to this show who has served at one time or another, uh, thank you very, very much for your service to this country. One of the things that I've missed with live sports, I mean, there's about a million things I've missed with live sports, but, you know, you 
watch a baseball game or you watch a hockey game, a lot of times what they'll do is they'll have a kid, you know, throw out the first pitch to a baseball game or they'll do some kind of trivia uh, segment in a hockey game. And then, you know, they'll get their prize and the parent will, who's been serving and has been away for however many months or however long it's been, will come down and be the one to present the prize to their son or to their daughter, which is just always such a cool thing. And then in baseball, I've seen them do this a couple of times where uh, the kid who throws out the first pitch and then the parent who has just returned home will be the catcher and they'll be wearing the mask so the kid won't realize it right away. And then the catcher will remove the mask and it's like, oh, mom or dad is home. And it's just the coolest thing ever. So uh, again, very happy Veterans Day to everyone out there. And again, thank you for all you do for this country. If you'd like to get in touch with this podcast, send an email to LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. Once again, that is LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. Definitely give us a follow on Twitter as well, at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Once again, that is at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Thanks again, guys. I'll see you next time.